welcome to the First Contact Headache and Primary Care podcast. Every episode, we break down topics in headache medicine for primary care providers and other healthcare professionals seeing patients with headache disorders. The goal of the First Contact Headache and Primary Care program is to provide educational resources to empower healthcare professionals and to improve headache and migraine care for patients. Hi, I'm Dr. Mia Minnan, a board-certified headache specialist and associate professor at NYU Langone Health. Today, we're talking about common migraine myths. My guest today is Dr. Thomas Burke. Hi, Dr. Burke. Can you tell us about yourself? Hi, Dr. Minnan. Um, so uh, I am a headache specialist and neurologist also at NYU, uh, working together with uh, some of the greatest people uh, at NYU uh, to help headaches, including yourself. Um, I did my neurology residency at NYU, my headache fellowship at the Jefferson Headache Center and uh, came back to NYU to uh, practice. Um, and uh, my practice for the most part is seeing patients primarily with headache disorders, and it's great to be here. We're so glad to have you on the podcast today. So migraine is a widely misunderstood disease which impacts how patients seek help and how a provider treats a patient in their clinic. We're gonna go over five migraine myths in this episode, but there are many others out there that contribute to the stigma of living with migraine. Myth number one is that migraine is just a headache. Dr. Burke, will you bust this myth? Absolutely. The one thing that I would say uh, most people think uh, about migraine is it's just a headache that anyone else gets. And uh, studies show that about 99% of uh, all human beings uh, experience some headache at some point in their life. And most people think that migraine is just that same kind of headache. But the truth is, <clears throat> Uh, migraine is well more than just a really bad headache. Um, and sometimes migraine uh, doesn't present with headache pain at all. Um, headache is typically uh, one of the most prominent symptoms of migraine. And um, uh, migraine, by definition, is a much more debilitating uh, type of, of um, uh, phenomenon that can happen. Uh, migraine is something that... Um, you know, can happen due to triggers. It can happen um, sometimes, you know, regardless of anything that the person themselves, um, you know, uh, does or, or causes and can be, like we were saying before, debilitating and can sometimes be chronic. It can uh, be something that, that uh, a person has to deal with for years um, or sometimes their entire life. Um, migraine is one kind of, of headache. There are well over 120 different headache diagnoses that have been recognized. And just calling migraine a headache or a really bad headache or just a headache definitely um, you know, delegitimizes what people with migraine actually experience. Such great points. And you emphasize also that you know, migraine can have triggers and it's important to realize the triggers may not be controlled at all by the patients, right? And so it may not be that the person's bringing on their headache, but it is just something caused by gene genetic and environmental factors. And, um, and that's why it's so important to realize it's not just a headache, but it's also not something that people can necessarily control on their own. Absolutely. I always think that one of the most important myths that we're going to continue busting is that migraine is my fault. And for most people, actually just about for everyone, migraine is not your fault. 
there may be certain triggers that you can adjust for and try to control for, but migraine is never your fault. I completely agree. So myth number two is that you can't diagnose migraine with aura. Is there some truth to this myth? Not at all. We can certainly diagnose migraine with aura. Some people experience migraine without aura. Uh, I would say the vast majority of people. And some people experience a migraine with aura. Like we were saying before, migraine is one kind of headache disorder. And there are actually a number of different kinds of migraine. Uh, anytime you have migraine, there are symptoms that are associated with pain and non-pain symptoms. And some of those non-pain symptoms can fall under this category of aura. Um, the way that we would uh, diagnose somebody who has migraine with aura is by listening to what the patient is experiencing. Um, is there a positive or negative symptom that they're experiencing before the pain happens? Or potentially something that's more classic uh, migraine aura that may not even uh, be associated with pain at all. You can have an acephalgic migraine or a migraine aura without headache. And so much has to deal with the temporal relation to the actual headache pain. The truth is, sometimes it can be very tricky, but uh, it's definitely something that can be diagnosed and it's something that can be treated. The third myth is that sinusitis is a common cause of migraine. Dr. Burke, will you tell us more about this? Even though many medications have the last name sinus headache, um, and you'll see them when you walk down um, the analgesic aisle in your pharmacy, the vast majority of uh, uh, symptoms that uh, are associated with headache in the sinus areas are actually not sinusitis, but rather much more uh, likely migraine. Um, although it's possible for someone who has an acute sinus infection or uh, chronic sinus history, and multiple surgeries, and chronic sinusitis to experience some degree of headache with those, um, you know, with, due to those causes, for the most part, uh, migraine is going to be the number one cause of uh, some degree of headache in the sinuses, just like there are um, small uh, nerve endings and connections to the trigeminal nerve in the front of the head, the back of the head, the sides of the head to the back of the eyes, inside the ears, that uh, will cause, uh, will manifest as many of the uh, associated symptoms with migraine. Um, symptoms uh, that include uh, sinus headache are really no different, and those same um, small nerve endings are in the sinuses also. Um, many times, um, having a concussion and post-concussive headache uh, can uh, lead to some more frontal or sinus-type uh, headache. Uh, for the most part, uh, we do feel like that may be a migraine flavor to their, um, you know, chronic post-traumatic headache. Great. So the last few myths are based around treating migraine. Myth number four is migraine treatment is the same for everyone. Dr. Burke, is this accurate? Absolutely not. Um, uh, I, I definitely uh, feel, I'm sure Dr. Minnan, you feel the same way, that there are very few of our patients that are on the same regimen. Um, and the reason why is because um, we spend a lot of time tailoring our approach to each individual patient, to things that they would tolerate and to medications that would be more, most effective for them. Uh, we definitely think about uh, for the most part, utilizing an appropriate patient's migraine-specific abortive medicines, but 
very, uh, th th there are a number of variations with regards to which we would recommend. Uh, there are a number of lifestyle factors that uh, many times we try to focus on. And just like everybody has different triggers, everybody's approach really has to be different. Uh, when we think about vitamins versus prescription preventive medicines, when we think about injections such as Botox or injections such as the CGRP antagonists, we really try to individualize what we uh, recommend for our patients to what truly is best for them. And that's so true. I completely agree. So if patients are having a migraine that has nausea or vomiting, as we said, a migraine is not just a headache, then we may need to use triptans that are non-oral formulations, right? We may need to use nasal sprays or injectables. Um, when we're talking about prevention, like you said, it's tailored. So, um, so just going back to that topic of triptans, um, myth number five is that triptans are the only effective treatment designed specifically for migraine. What do you know about this myth? Actually, there are uh, a number of medications that have recently come out that um, continue to be designed specifically for migraines. Some are preventive, and there are even newer classes of abortive medications. Triptans uh, had been the first medications that uh, were um, specifically, uh, you know, migraine abortive medications. And uh, the nice thing about triptans is that they are not any other kind of um, uh, medication. They're not um, painkillers, they're not opiates, they're not addictive medicines. Uh, that being said, um, uh, over the past just uh, three years, uh, there have been more medications that have also been developed uh, that target a specific protein in the brain that's associated with the propagation of migraine. Uh, that's called CGRP or calcitonin gene-related peptide. There are uh, there, there are three injectable preventive uh, monoclonal antibodies that target um, CGRP. There's one infusion uh, monoclonal antibody that also targets it. Those are uh, migraine-specific preventive medications. And there are two uh, oral abortive CGRP small molecule uh, medications uh, that have recently be approved, uh, been approved uh, to uh, treat migraine when it happens. So in addition to triptans being migraine-specific medications, we now have all of these CGRP um, uh, blocking medications as well. That's super helpful. And it's so interesting because there are so many different myths out there about migraine. You know, oftentimes people think that there's aura that could last just seconds. Really, aura has to be minutes. They may also think that migraines have to be super disabling. However, a moderate attack of, you know, five out of 10 in intensity could also be migraine. It doesn't have to be a unilateral headache. It can be a bilateral one. So this has been really enlightening. Uh, so we know migraine is a disabling disease, but understanding the common misconceptions empowers providers to diagnose, treat, and refer when necessary, as well as educate their patients about these myths and the disease. So thank you, Dr. Thomas Burke, for joining us today. Thanks so much for uh, inviting me. And uh, just to reiterate, I think that the sixth migraine myth, the mother of all myths, if you will, is that migraine is my fault, or that migraine is your patient's fault. And this is a terrible myth, which has led to a lot of guilt and a lot of stigma uh, for people who have migraine. And I think by busting these myths and the mother of all myths, uh, we should be able to treat migraine really well and uh, improve the lives of 
uh, so many of our patients with migraine. Completely agree. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Listeners can find additional information and doctor-verified resources about migraine treatment and more on the First Contact Headache and Primary Care website. Visit the site at AmericanHeadacheSociety.org slash primary care. This podcast is brought to you by the American Headache Society and made possible by Eli Lilly.